And we are live. Ugh. We're back for another exciting edition of Generation Oblivious. And I do have some just blatantly oblivious news, but nice. I don't question it. I don't question it at all. Sounds awesome. So before we dive into the headlines, do you have anything from your life? No, can't say I particularly do that stuts out. That's crazy. Um. Oh, actually, no, I do. I just realized my department manager actually got uh, <laughs> into some legal trouble. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she uh, may or may not have gotten arrested for child neglect. Oh. Or endangerment one. I can't right. remember which. An ADHD kid got into an alcohol cabinet. Or got oh. to alcohol, yeah. So he just picked that lock? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was locked. It was probably unlocked. Luckily for her, she has a rich boyfriend that paid her bell. Her bell was set at $7,500? Yeah. 10% of the total fine. Jesus Christ. Damn. Yeah. I don't think she's coming back. No? Yeah, I think she's going to go live in Florida with him. Oh. She flies down like every weekend to see him. Well, yeah, for sure go be there. And then you can be on our weird Florida news. Yeah. That's interesting. Have you, um... Did you hear about the SNL controversy? Yes, I did. So, I have opinions on this. Okay. And you probably know where they lie. Right. I want to get your opinion on this. I mean, I just find it funny it was found out within an hour of him being, like, the news of him breaking, being hired, that it was racial. Yeah. Related to another cast that was just recently hired, too. But he wasn't <laughs> making comments directed toward I, that guy, I know. But... The guy that outed him, they've been looking into him, and since the news like mm -hmm. broke, that guy has deleted over 6,000 tweets. Right. So what's he hiding? Right. And who tweets that goddamn much? Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and I couldn't even tweeted. imagine, like, we've said racial sh racial slurs on this show. Mm -hmm. You know, well, okay. I've said racial <laughs> slurs on this show, but there's no way I'm going to go back into the archives and like dig them out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or re-edit the episodes. And it's one thing if you're trying to do it and be funny. It's another thing if you're just saying it to be hateful. Well, that, he, he was, here's the problem. When taking out of context, especially yeah. dealing with race, like it always makes you look bad. Right. Like. Uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and this comedian had just started popping up on my radar for being right. on podcasts. And he was known as like a a uh, a darker or a more uh, shit. I lost the word. He uses like he's an edgy comic, if you want. Right. Like, I don't. An edge lord, if you may. A what? An edge lord, if you may. Sure. Um, but what he was doing one. Like he did an, an he 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 did a voice of a Chinese man, mm -hmm. and he talked about when he was in China, like right. how they would come up and ask him for an autograph, and it was funny, and so he was pretended to be the Chinese man, mm -hmm. and it was a really good impression of a Chinese man. Right. Like I did not there was it wasn't done to make fun of him. He was just like, oh, thank you very much. Have you seen our wall? It's mm -hmm. a good wall. That's all he said. Right. In a solid accent. Right. But 
And then when he was talking about in uh, Chinatown, he goes, so yeah, they build Chinatown. If that's where the chinks want to live, that's where they can live. You know, and that's all he said. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of uh, like, where does the line get drawn? Like, have you ever watched that? Um, right. I mean, with that one, I believe people are probably taking that one a little bit. The second one, not necessarily the accent, right? Because that's an impression. Yeah, they they've finally taken down the the clip of him saying chink. Yeah, that's the one that's a racial right. slur by. Yeah, but the impression was probably the actual. What most people weren't actually offended by. Yeah, but would it be offensive if he was an Asian American? Like, let's say he's never been to Asia, right? But he is. He looks Chinese. He's an American, mm-hmm. born of Chinese descent. He's never been there, mm-hmm. and he does that 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 uh, impression of a Chinese person. Is that? considered racist well i mean it's it's one of those things that it's better not test the waters in general but yeah but it's just like when we started this podcast we didn't you know like we weren't thinking of our future in any way shape or form so and i filled out job applications where they're like what's your twitter handle and i was like oh i don't have one (laughs) yeah And I didn't, like, I was, like, I've quoted things from, like, that I heard at work. Whether mm-hmm. they, and I don't, there was one thing when taken out of context, and if you remove the last line of my tweet, there's something that's very racist. But if you, with with the last line of my tweet, makes it really funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a buddy, his kid was getting into video games. And the kid was like, Daddy, I want to play that game where you kill black people. He's talking about Killzone 3 because they're all dark and they wear those right. black masks. That's what she was referring to. Right. So if you take out, and I even put in there, I said, ah, my buddy's kid just said this about killing black people. She wanted to play Killzone 3, right? Mm-hmm. If you take Killzone 3 out of that, that's an extremely racist thing to say. Right. But adding the Killzone 3 in there, like either don't get it because you've never seen Killzone or... You just you're like oh that's not that funny right. but just right. like when my buddy was just like that's where context is important yeah and just like me and my buddy were driving around we went to like Carlos O'Kelly's for dinner and then as we were driving back to his house he was just like uh he was just like you know I think I would have been satisfied with five guys mm-hmm. and I put ah my buddy right. just said you know right it was funny it, in that moment. Taken out of context, it sounded like a very homosexual thing to say. Like, mm-hmm. he just took on five guys. And they're remodeling right now. I'm not <laughs> sure if you knew that. I didn't. Yep. They're bringing in a sixth guy? Ah, uh, maybe. So, I don't know, like... Maybe a I... <laughs> It could get into the... Break into the dessert game. Um, But I don't... It bothers me that SNL caves so fast. Right. Because it's... I mean... Shit, go back to the old SNL skits. John Belushi pretended to be a samurai. Right. Where's the difference? You had Eddie Murphy being an overly aggressive buckwheat. Speaking of people playing things they should not have, have you heard about Justin Trudeau? Uh-uh. He is apologizing for the unknown amount of times he may have gone blackface. Oh, yeah, the Canadian Prime Minister yes. guy? 
if that's your thing, then let that be your thing. At least with the guy playing a samurai, he was at least doing it for a job. Oh. See, I didn't know that part. Yeah, Justin Trudeau, as far as I know, is just doing it for either, like, parties or something. I guarantee he wasn't paid to do it. Yeah. Oh, I dressed, like, especially my first year, or my second year in college, I was living with a roommate, and we had our own house. And we partied constantly. Right. And I, I 100% honest, if I would have thought that being in blackface would have made that party laugh, I would have shown up in blackface. But instead, I showed up as like Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. One time, I wore, wore a toga. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like... And and at what age did he do it? You know? Because we're living in a, in a crazy world. Like, like, I got away with a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. But if the camera phones would have been around, I wouldn't have got away with spit. All right. That's just like... Cops can't get away with things now because people have camera phones. Yeah. And people just saying it's just more people being against the cops. I'm like, no, it's just it's more readily available to see what they're doing. But I'm going to be interested to see how this uh, how this comedian career goes. I, mean, I guarantee you this isn't actually going to hurt him. He'll probably go on some different podcasts like Joe Rogan's and all that. He might. I know he'll go on Legion of Skanks because he was on there. Mm-hmm. And... It was actually funny because the the skanks were trying to get him to say fucked up shit so he would get fired from SNL. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't like, but they were like baiting him, leaving, making, seeing if he'll say the n word or something. Right. You know? And it was just it was a funny little skit, and I, nobody knew why they were trying to bait this guy to say something fucked up. Mm-hmm. But then it was announced, and I was like, oh, that makes sense why they were doing that. And then they were just like, oh, he's in hot water. Like two hours after they announce it. Yep, but not for them. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> I'm, for his own podcast. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, it's a secret podcast, so people shouldn't even have heard that part. I don't know. I just... I don't know. It, I'm a little disappointed that, that Lauren Michaels wouldn't stand up to the thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Let's see what he is. You know? I mean... SNL also decided not to do it with them after that came to line, so it wasn't like his decision to leave anymore. Right. But still, I mean, you're I mean, you're you're a comedy based show. You have to push the boundaries. I mean, let's also. I mean, shit. Two, three years ago, they had a clip with Louis C.K. calling Keenan Thompson "Chocolate mm-hmm. Boy." You know. Right. Like it in this world that they've now created, like that skit, and it was fucking hysterical a class goes to like an old like dutch home and these actors are playing what it was like during the depression or something and louis ck was the dad and he just kept calling him chocolate man it was so fucking funny but had that had that skit not worked then louis then this was before louis got caught whacking off in front of people right and like let's be honest here saturday night live is kind of fading out of existence of popularity yeah like occasionally we'll have one good skit and then, nah. Yeah. But because, and I think, because now you can get, you can get podcasts that are just strictly for comedy. Right. You know, you can, you can feel your life full of, you know, comedy and entertainment and you don't have to wait till Saturday night for it to come out and it's going to be a 50-50 shot. Used to, we had no choice. Like, if you wanted mm-hmm. something to funny, then you sat down and watched Saturday Night Live. 
Right. Because that was your best shot at catching something just ridiculously yeah, that was its heyday. Yeah. Now it's got maybe 10 viewers. It, it'll come back. And it always has those weird lulls and stuff, you know. Um, you know, it. it's always done that since it came out. I do miss that one. There was, that, there was an app, and they had every single Saturday Night Live uh, performance. And you could watch them. And I watched the very first night. Like, it was amazing. Uh, but there are some timeless skits that were more great. Cowbell. Hmm? More cowbell. More cowbell, yeah. And then there was, like, the weekend updates alone were hysterical. You had Chevy Chase, Norm MacDonald, you know, Seth Meyers at the at the mm-hmm. weekend update desk. There was one, and it it was, it was only really funny because of the, what was going on. It was my freshman year in high school, and that was when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were in the home run race. Right. To be... Um, Roger Maris's record, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Tracy Morgan played a guy called Dominican Lou, and he was this Dominican baseball fan, who like, and but it was just the persona of, like, and he was excited because he caught Sammy Sosa's foul ball, you know, right, and it was just like, like it's hard to explain and it to be funny but at the time when I saw it I was just bawling laughing so hard because it was so cuz at the time it was crazy like people were trying to sell the Mark McGuire home run balls on eBay and on the internet and they were asking like hundreds of thousands of dollars for it you know right. it was it was bananas but Dominican Lou's kind of a racist thing yeah. I don't know I felt like I felt like SNL could have handled it and at least giving that guy a shot because what's going to happen people are going to tune in to see see the what the racist guy is going to do to be mad about well i think what would have ended up happening is because you know with all those kind of show there's clicks and he would have been he would have already alienated himself from the rest of the class so he would have phased out anyways that's true all right so let's get into some headlines we're gonna go to our favorite state florida florida Alabama. Nope, Florida. Hmm. A Florida woman was... Oh, well, that's not as funny now. It was just more sad. Hmm. Here's here's the headline. Okay. Florida woman arrested for allegedly pulling girls' pants off and spanking her for not picking up a cockroach. Okay. And the, the, the photo is outside of like a nightclub like in the streets mm-hmm. so I'm thinking that's some drunk hot girl on girl action okay well, where's your head I'm gonna take a different route and say there's a homeless woman involved <laughs> we were both wrong mm. a Florida woman was arrested on suspicion of child abuse this week after allegedly spanking a 7 year old girl who didn't want to pick up a cockroach uh huh her name was Anna Alicia Nobles, 29, was detained on Monday at roughly 12.20 p.m. by officers from the local police department, according to the sheriff's office. According to the arrest report, Nobles is accused of hitting a child with a leather belt roughly eight times after a young girl declined to pick up the bug. Hmm. Shortly after, the suspect allegedly took off the girl's pants and spanked her on the buttocks while saying, I hate you. That's a little harsh. Okay. The unnamed seven-year-old was left with bruising on her buttocks, arm, and thigh. The adult woman was the primary caretaker of the child at the time of the alleged incident. 
Noble left the girl alone while she traveled with another five-month-old child to a dog groomer's. The arrest report noted she returned an hour later and apologized to the girl. The bruises were spotted by a nurse approximately four days after the spanking. Huh. I like the story better when I thought it was two girls getting in a fight outside of a club and one girl was spanking the other one. Right. Hmm. So that was my bad for not reading the whole story. I thought... But fuck them. That, that, that headline's misleading. I mean, they do that to catch your eye, and they succeeded. If if this were a pitch for a Black Mirror episode, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Headline. Plan to kill off mosquitoes backfires spawning mutant hybrid insects. Okay. Like, you remember... I think it was last year they announced it. They and were going to release like them. yeah, they were going to release like modified females because <laughs> only females can breed or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Fuck it. In what sounds like a plot to a Sci-Fi Channel original movie, a plan to curb a mosquito population has backfired spectacularly, making the disease carries even more resilient to pest control measures. The plan involved genetically altering mosquitoes in Brazil so their babies would die instantly. However, the company that hatched the plan, British Biotech, then released some mutant mosquitoes with the hopes that they'd breed with the wild insects and spread the... It's basically the SIDS gene, causing the population to plummet. Mm -hmm. This, they pronounced optimistically, would drastically reduce the amount of Zika and dengue fever. Right. For a time, the plan seemed to be going swimmingly. The genetically modified mosquitoes bred with the wild counterparts, causing a dip in wild population. Unfortunately, the numbers came roaring back just 18 months later. Research think that the wild female mosquitoes have grown wise to the measure and began avoiding the genetically modified males. Huh. And if that wasn't Jurassic Park enough, the wild mosquitoes could have developed a resiliency to the measure, making their population even harder to quash. I think they meant to say squash. Right. Now the region has been left with a huge population of hybrid combination of Brazilian native mosquitoes and the Cuban and Mexican breeds that were genetically altered in the lab. Okay. So I think that's a different company than the one I was thinking of. Okay. Because the ones that were I thinking of, as far as genetically modifying, were making the females not able to actually lay eggs. They're just making sterile females. To... Yeah, that's what I was thinking of too. But that's some black mirror shit. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know. That just seemed. I mean, things naturally evolve, and if it, their lifespan is much shorter than they would have, have a higher adaptability sense. rate. Yeah, they could have sent something wrong with those ones, and that's how they're avoiding them. All right, and we're gonna go back. To our favorite state. I think we talked about it on the last podcast. Have you ever played the Florida game? Mm, no. You type in Florida man and then your birthday, but not the year. So like your the date of your birth. Mm. And then whatever the first headline is. Okay. We might play that if we've got time at the end of this. Okay. Florida man gets arrested for sticker on his car. 
Dylan Shane Webb purchased a bumper sticker in May of 2019. Little did he know that sticker would get him arrested, turn him into a viral news sensation, and cause him to become a champion for the First Amendment of our nation's Constitution. Lake City, Florida will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. I didn't mean to do that. And the sticker says, I eat pussy. <laughs> ah. So is that worthy enough of getting pulled over? Probably not. What would they? What was the fine for? Did they say? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm imagining like lewd and lascivious acts. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I was justifies it. Not in my book, anyways. Even if he drives a truck. Yeah. <laughs> what if it said "pussy" in a uh, the Confederate flag, like it looked like it cut out of the Confederate flag? That'd been hilarious. <laughs> Here's another one for you. Are you getting ready to show me something? No. Okay. I'm trying to find something. This is straight up out of a damn movie. Okay. Parents learn adopted daughter, six, is actually adult con artist with dwarfism. Huh. Woman posing as a child tried to, ki- to kill her parents, poured bleach in mom's coffee. Well, I can think of better ways to do that. A sweet adoption story turned into a nightmare for the Barnetts when they realized the little girl they the the little girl they took in was actually an adult woman with dwarfism and several mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Jesus, she's batting a thousand on fucking fucked up shit. In the exclusive interview, the Daily Mail, Christine and Michael Barnett claimed that they were victims of fraud. Though the two were charged with abandoning their adopted daughter when she was nine, they claimed that she was one who lied to them, posing as a child when she was really a teenager. Well, again, these headlines are really starting to be misleading. Right. Christine says that she and Michael adopted Ukrainian-born... Man, this is straight out of a movie. The Orphan. This is the fucking plot of The Orphan. (laughs) Except that The Orphan tried to bang the husband in the movie. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. <laughs> Born Natalie Grace in May of 2010 from Florida and were told that she was six years old. They immediately loved her as if she was their own child, warmly welcome, welcoming her into the family. But less than a year later, they began to notice some bizarre behavior on Natalie's part. Yeah, do you know how mind-numbing it would be to have to go to preschool? <laughs> like, can you imagine being in kindergarten and you're 16 <laughs> <laughs> and you're the same height as everybody. Who, man, give that bitch an Oscar, because you know, like that would make you nuts, right? Having to pretend to be that stupid, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be hard. That would be really hard, right? Like not to do all their math problems and mm-hmm. fucking letters. Have to be like, uh, hey, and just like drawing lines down the paper and shit. <laughs> Or she could act like she's a child prodigy. Yeah. Uh, Christine remembers the first time she gave her adopted daughter a bath. She was shocked to see she had full pubic hair. In the words of my buddy Knuckles, full bush! (laughs) Wow. 
and weeks later she noticed that she had gotten her period. I had just been told she was a six-year-old and it was very apparent she wasn't. Natalie was a woman. Well, judging by the old time, what is this, the West, Old West? Uh-huh. Goddamn, she bled, it's time to marry it. Marry her off. With full pubic hair. Mm-hmm. Natalie was a woman. She had periods. She had adult teeth. She never grew a single inch, which would happen even with a child with dwarfism. While Natalie often acted like a child and loved to dress in pink dresses and kids' clothes, her vocabulary was that of an adult. See, she didn't even pretend to be kid stupid. <laughs> she preferred the presence of teens rather than children. I was that way when I was little. I always wanted to be around the older kids. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I ran a little... At the time, I ran a little school, and I remember she said to me, These children are exhausting. I don't know how you do it. Though her birth certificate said Natalia was born in Ukraine, she didn't have a foreign accent, couldn't understand Ukrainian, and couldn't describe her homeland. Eh. I mean, if she was a child, then no. None of that would make sense anyways. Yeah. Despite realizing that her daughter was much older than she believed, Christine said, but I didn't have any regrets. This was what I wanted to do. It, I felt overwhelmingly love for her. And I bet this story's going to take a t- turn when she starts to try to bang the husband. Watch. Oh, boy. And then I'm going to call bullshit on this story because that's the exact plot of The Orphan. Christine says her daughter had dro- would draw pictures of her killing family members, <laughs> then wrap the sketches up in her blanket and bury them in the backyard. Possibly the worst. I saw her putting chemicals, bleach, Windex, something like that, in my coffee and asked her what she was doing. She said, I'm trying to poison you. Ah. Just not even hiding it. Other times, Natalia would smear blood on the house mirrors, attack babies, (laughs) (laughs) and make death threats claiming she was hearing voices. One day during her 2012 birthday outing, she tried to drag her adoptive mother onto an electric fence. Would not kill them. Like, people that have never been around electric fences just crack me up. (laughs) There's a baby! Kill it! (laughs) Kill it! Man, I just imagine her being like my dog. Like, when she sees a squirrel just freaking out... (laughs) Just have a kid on a leash. Be like, it's a baby! Kill it! Smash it! Smash it dead! (coughs) At this point, Natalia was placed long-term at a state-run psychiatric unit. It was during treatment that she allegedly confessed to being 18 years old. Mm. Christine says that she and Michael took Natalia to all all kids of... Man, typos in these articles. All kinds of doctors, but no one could agree on her age. Eventually, after years of struggling with Natalia's behavior and age mystery, her adoptive parents rented her an apartment and let her live on her own. Like she had proven she could. The three kept in touch, but after Christina Michael moved to Canada with their son, Lucky, Natalia broke off contact with them. Christine says she went to Natalia's apartment one day to check on her and found a little pink dress and a pink bike, prompting her to believe... Natalia is again posing as an orphan for another family. Tippecanoe County Sheriff's Department alleged that Natalia was a child when Kristen and Michael abandoned her in 2016, but they continue to maintain their innocence, saying the terms do not apply as Natalia was not a child. 
both Chris, Michael and Christine surrendered to authorities and have been released on bail. They got fucking arrested. <laughs> they got arrested. They got arrested for abandoning an eight year or an eighteen year old. Huh. From day one, this was a mission of love, but when you bring a child into your home, you expect them to be a child. To be accused of this is unconscionable to me. It's just horrifying. Just wait till your husband says it. I thought she was flirting with me. Well, even though that took a turn, that turned out to be a pretty good story. Right. Okay. This is a headline. I've got two left. One is the oblivious of the oblivious. And two is going to be the craziest fucking thing we hear all night. Mm -hmm. So do you want to close on crazy or obliviousness? Uh, Let's go with crazy. You want to do the crazy one now? Sure. And then not oblivious. All right. Now, if this if this headline leads me astray, mm-hmm. I should probably read these to begin with, and that way I can make notes. But I like being surprised. Going in blind. Headline. Woman bites camel's testicle in bizarre truck stop showdown. <laughs> All right. Not in Florida. New Jersey. <laughs> No, Louisiana. Mm. A Louisiana truck stop turned into a real zoo when a woman chomped down on a camel's testicle while trying to retrieve her dog that had scrambled into the... Whoa. Drome the camel's den, according to a news report. The showdown between the woman who wasn't identified and Casper the camel, a roadside attraction, happened Thursday at a truck stop in Gross Teat about 20 minutes outside of Baton Rouge. The woman's husband was tossing treats to their dog under Casper's fence, prompting the pup to crawl inside the enclosure. Oh, so the husband was being a dick. Nice. That's actually a shitty thing to do. Yeah. The couple followed after the dog, but the woman didn't get very far before Casper took a seat on top of her. (laughs) Mmm. Casper took a seat on top of her, crushing her. So she bit down on his genitals to free herself, she told police. She said, I bit his balls to get him off of me. I bit his testicles to get him off of me. (laughs) To get him off on you? That's what I think. And then the camel came. And an an investigation (laughs) revealed that the couple had provoked Casper before he set on the intruder. The camel did nothing wrong, Hamilton said. The couple was aggressive. The camel was just doing its normal routine. Male camels can weigh up to 1,320 pounds, according to the San Diego Zoo. Employees at the truck stop did, did not face any charges because the camel was enclosed and signed warning that the public to stay out are posted every 10 feet, the deputy added. The camel was never... The camel has never been aggressive. The camel has never gotten out, never caused an issue. In fact, the husband and wife stated before they that we've been here before and we've never had any problems. The couple was cited with a leash law violation for letting the dog run free on private property, as well as criminal trespassing. 
I wish they'd get her for animal abuse, too. Yeah, definitely. My only question to her husband was, why did you throw the doggy treats under the fence, Hamilton recalled. And he just said, I wasn't thinking. Fuck you, you know what you were doing. Truck stop manager Pamela Bossier said that the pair should have asked for help from employees instead of crawling under the barbed wire to retrieve their pup. It's no wonder that Casper got upset. Bossier said, claiming the man shoved the camel and swatted at it with his hat when he got into the pen. Any animal you provoke, they're going to strike back. It's instinct. He's really a gentle giant, she said of Casper, with huge testicles. For the past 30 nice years caveat. of truck stop... Huh? Nice caveat there. <laughs> for, the, for the past 30 years, the truck stop has kept various wild animals at the enclosure, including a tire, tiger... Drawing the ire of local animal rights groups, there haven't been any previous issues with any of the animals. So what do you think of that? Interesting. They're just real dumb people. Yeah, I think they should, uh, you know, be punished. Oh, yeah. Man, she fucked up a camel. I want to know how the camel will react it. I assume by kicking the shit out of her. Or you would hope anyways. <laughs> I just imagine the camel screaming. <laughs> and now this lady, she remained, and, and here's the problem. She, she, in the articles they didn't say her name. You should be known as the testicle biter. Like for Halloween, the husband should go as a camel with big old nuts, and she should be in under him and just the tam the camel may have been teabagging her. Do you want some smooth candles? Camels, I mean. <laughs> it was like in a uh, battlefield when you shoot somebody crawling on the ground, being stupid. You run up and teabag him. He thought he got he thought he got a kill. <laughs> he was just celebrating his victory. Yeah, there were two separate articles, but neither one of them. Mm-hmm. Had anything right. different to say. All right. I'm glad we got back into animals and their genitalia. It's been a long dry spell for that. Poor beaver. <laughs> All right. This one, this after this story, I feel like we're going to understand why Shane Gillis, that comedian, didn't get his job on SNL. Right. Study finds surprising number of Americans think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Oh, people are dumb. According to a recent survey, 7% of Americans, 7%. That's too many percents. That is a huge number. That's millions and millions of people. The survey was conducted by the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy in April. 1,000 adults, 18 and over. So that's 70. Were questioned about the role milk play in their daily lives. The study found 48% of respondents weren't sure where chocolate milk came from. 7% percent 
90% thought chocolate milk only comes from brown cows. That adds up to about 16.4 million people, more than the population of Ohio, think that there's magic brown cows giving out chocolate milk. Oh, that makes me sad. The Washington Post linked the study to past studies that consistently show many Americans have no idea where their food comes from. For example, a study in the 1990s found that nearly 20% of people didn't know hamburger was made from beef. The fuck? Yeah. Okay. There's... I can't fathom the stupidity there. Where do they think hot dogs are from? I can only imagine... I don't even know. Like, how? I'm just amazed. People. Like, I remember hearing that in elementary school and calling people stupid over that. Right. Oh, we got an update on the camel's testicles. Hmm. This just in, literally this morning. A veterinarian, a veterinarian has prescribed antibiotics to a camel owned by a Louisiana truck stop petting zoo after a woman bit the 600-pound animal to free herself from under its weight. I like how it's getting antibiotics. Yeah. She needs to wash her damn mouth. Man, can you imagine she pulls a camel pube out of her mouth? <laughs> Gross. Uh, the advocate... On Monday, accused Florida couple. There it is. Mm-hmm. Everything's related. Florida couple Gloria and Edmund Lancaster, that's their names, of throwing treats to their unleashed dog into Casper the Camel's enclosure at Tiger Truck Stop. The couple told deputies that the camel attacked the dog, but the sheriff's office said the couple had provoked the animal before it set on Gloria. She crawled under barbed wire to retrieve her pet. Gloria Lancaster told officers she had. To bite the camel to free yourself. And the camel was prescribed antibiotics as a precaution. Yep. Man, you know what's going to happen? Because I know what's going to happen. That truck stop is going to sue that family because that they'll have said that they brought in a mate to mate with that camel and the, the camel can't perform sexually. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to get charged whatever a camel... Metal camels go for? Yeah. The stud fee. Oh, that'd be great. I'm So I'll spend next week looking to see if I can't find Gloria Lancaster. Alright. We'll, we'll make friends <laughs> with her on Facebook. That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I feel like she deserves a category, just like the old Chinese man... Mm-hmm. Who said he would pay for the abortion right. from the soup? Like outlandish people. Yeah. Well, she definitely won Ball Biter of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't. Right. <sighs> it's long enough. So. So, Lewis, I'm going to have a project for you coming up soon. Uh, I've got an idea on something else. So, Florida man clings to hood of car speeding down highway, by the way. 
Oh, that's your birthday? Yep. All right, I'll do mine. I've looked at mine before, but I forgot what it was. Oh, yep. Yeah. This is totally me. Uh, Florida man faces charges for eating pancakes in the middle of the road. <laughs> Nice. He has got a chair and a TV tray, and he is propped up in the crosswalk. I dare say I've actually seen that picture before from somewhere. <laughs> yep. I want to say probably that week. Why would he news. do that? Who knows? All right. So, do you have any parting words of wisdom? Don't be Florida. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs>